tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Guys, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am, you know what I'm here to do. I'm here to Rock. Okay, that haircut, you're just losing it. You got boy band's looks <laughs> with boy band brains. Joining me always is my good friend. I, dude, I'm I'm not afraid to say that is a badass haircut. It is the Mexican vanilla ice haircut. My good friend, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? I actually heard you doing uh, the rock thing on your own the other day. It's not, it doesn't sound as good. I thought I, thought I nailed it. Hey, no. Xavier, can you tell our good friends where they could find your new hot podcast? Right. Uh, it's called We Don't Smoke the Same. It's me, E-Zone, uh, Cairo Loves You, and it's uh, the guy with the voodoo. So we go into conspiracies. It's at B-Real Studio, so we just kind of get high. So it's called We Don't Smoke the Same on any platform, YouTube, social media. Same thing. You can find us. Weed and conspiracy sounds perfect, dude. So right? go check that perfect. out. Uh, all the links to everything described here are in the description, so please click that. Johnny, welcome to the show. The man, the myth, Thank the you. legend from his obviously <laughs> house in whatever city that is. I don't. I yeah. think that's Dublin or Chicago or maybe or Dubai. We don't know. It could be anywhere. The one, could the be. only Johnny Woodard. What's up, buddy? Johnny, take off that hat. <laughs> There we go. Oh, look at that hair, dude. You got Bieber it's hair. It's long, you got bro. Ice it's hair. so long, man. Look at that. One's last time we I got a haircut. Well, I cut my own hair like oh, a month. Oh, dude, a that month, should be its own Patreon ago. right there. Johnny cuts his hair. <laughs> we uh, we recorded a broken simulation yesterday, so get ready for that. It's uh, on, on a it's scale gonna, of one to ten. How would you think? It, how'd you think it went? Uh, I thought I was about an eight, and you were more like a three or a four. God oh, damn, Johnny. Damn. Just, I don't know how much longer I can be on Johnny's show. It's Johnny's podcast. <laughs> we have Broken uh, Simulation. Yeah, and if you want to hear it early, uh, it's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Broken Simulation. Unedited. Yeah, dude, go check that out. Guys, if you want to see me live, I'm gonna, I am gonna. have a couple shows coming up. I will be live at the Cleveland Hilarities. Hilarities in Cleveland, October 23rd at 9.30 p.m. Tickets are already selling pretty quick, so grab your tickets now. Come see my friend Lou Santini and Joe Howard are joining me live on stage. And then November, November 12th through the 14th, I am going to be at the Philadelphia Heliums, and then I got to add this to my to my. I will be in Chicago the following week. By the way, everybody, I'll be in Chicago the twenty first. So I'm in Philadelphia uh, at Heliums the twelfth through the thirteenth, and then I will be in Chicago. I will have that link in the description on the twenty first. So come get. Weird guys, I got two patrons I want to tell you about real quick. I have a, a patron for Tim Hat, it's Tim Hat 
It's patreon.com slash tinfoil hat, and that is your daily dose. Last night, I talked about the purge that just happened, and I do Q, I do uh, AMAs, Q&As all the time on there, so join me. It's only $5. Then I'm doing a podcast, probably one of the greatest debate shows ever. It's called Conspiracy Social Club. It's on Brian Callen's Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Brian Callen and uh, check that out. I have a spiritual podcast. I put two or three episodes up every week on week on it's uh, on rockfin.com which is the netflix of paywalls basically uh, you pay one fee you get a ton 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 of premium content uh i my podcast is called zero and it is a spiritual podcast it helps you deal with all the craziness in your life and it helps you understand that you can change your life 300 180 in 365 days you just gotta change the way you think Change the way you act, and your life will change. If you want to change, save the world, you got to save yourself first. So go check out Zero real quick. Guys, this is a great show. We got the, the bad boy of conspiracies. My man, my good friend, Isaac Weissup, he's back, and we're talking aliens. So enjoy the show. All right, and let's get into it. Super excited to have this guy back on. Every time he's on, we learn a little something, and we just get to enjoy what we're looking at. Dude, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. His podcast is called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. Please welcome the bad boy of conspiracies, my man, Isaac Weissup. How are you, Isaac? Hey, fellas. What's going on? My pleasure, as always, to be on uh, what I consider one of the most dangerous podcasts the funniest and most dangerous podcast to touch on conspiracy theory. I appreciate that, dude. This day's is uh, the danger is a little dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) these tech gods are coming and they're just dropping hammer on people. I feel so bad for everybody that's lost their podcast. Anything that I could do, I'm retweeting, I'm talking about it. It's just really weird. So, so just let, you know, we were supposed to have Alex Jones on, and then I said, you know, I'm not even going to dance with that devil. So I'm like, who can I get on that has that that just people love? And, I, and that's why, you know, um, we're blessed to have you on, Isaac. You you always do really well on the show, and people love your topics. And so I'm I'm thankful to have you on. Can you uh, real quickly tell us about your podcast and and about your book coming out? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, Alex, Alex Jones, those are some big shoes to fill. Uh, I'll do my best, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got, so I've got this podcast, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture, as of, you know, today still. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But, yeah, it's, it's been going for a while because, as, as you alluded to, I don't, I, don't, I don't get into the realm of politics because uh, it's such a sticky mess when you get into there because – and, and this will flow into the conversation today when we talk about my book uh, because – the the theme of the recent times is defining reality because it turns out reality isn't exactly as well defined with boundaries uh, that we believe it could be. So uh, the same goes with politics, right? For every for every you know candidate X theory you can come up with, I can come up with a counter theory for candidate Y, and it's just like what a waste of freaking time this is. You know what I mean? Uh, not to say that voting is a waste of time, but you know, just arguing over politics. So but it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a little bit of wrestling, right? So I, I stick with mostly occult symbolism, occult ideas as they present themselves in entertainment. And I've been doing this for roughly 10 years now, written, I don't even know, seven, eight books. And I just completed my, my, my book, uh, 
Aliens, UFOs, and the Occult, Use Your Illusion 1. Uh, I'm working on the second book, Use Your Illusion 2. Uh, obviously, a reference to the great Guns N' Roses albums. When's Chinese Democracy come out? <laughs> That's my last book. <laughs> That'll be when I bow out and get off the stage. But uh, yeah, and, and, and the whole, and, the, and, the, and there's a bunch of stuff behind that title, but the idea is that we are defining reality and I take it a step further, and I believe that we are manifesting aliens and UFOs into our world. That's the short version. You obviously would have to read you know, a couple hundred pages to get the full grasp of what I'm talking about. And I'll try to lay it out the best I can in, in our show here. But yeah, I've been, I've been really going, going deep into the UFO alien territory because to me, uh, after all these years of researching symbolism and talking about it on my podcast and in the books, uh, the, every, all all roads merge to the alien agenda. And, you know, there's so much to talk about. What is the alien agenda? What are aliens? You know, uh, you know uh, one of my best friends, Eddie Bravo's convinced everything is uh, agenda, excuse me, um, Project Blue Beam. We've had people on here, like even flat earthers who talk about how they believe it's extraterrestrial, mean extraterritory. So no one really has a set view of what they are. What do you think aliens exist? What do you think they are? Right. And that, and that's obviously a, a huge debatable topic. If you want my opinion, uh, the way I see it as of recently, um, when you, when you, and here's why I wanted to write a book about it, because you've got to lay a foundation of understanding the history of the occult, meaning uh, the Latin term for the hidden. Uh, it's this idea that secret societies and mystery schools have been passing down a secret knowledge, a secret doctrine. And part of this doctrine always seems to go into the idea of making contact with entities. Sometimes they'll label this as contact with the divine. Sometimes they call it the gods. Sometimes they'll call out certain deities. Uh, but the point being is that occultists for hundreds of years, literally hundreds of years, have been in contact with these uh, extraterrestrial entities. And I believe that, right? I, be I don't think they're making this up. I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. Uh, when you look at it from the aspect of you know, even religion with the idea of a soul and a spirit and uh, go, you know, something like ghost hunting. Like there's something out there beyond our, our grasp, but beyond our dimension. Um, and, and when you look at the electromagnetic frequency spectrum, visible light is a very small sliver. It's a very small chunk of what this, the five senses can detect. Um, and you go beyond that just a little bit and all of a sudden you don't know what's going on. You know, you need tools like ultrasounds and x-rays and this stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I do think there's, there's something, there's entities of some form. I'm, I'm more in the camp of interdimensional. I don't necessarily buy into Me the too, interplanetary. Dude. That's, my whole thing is that, you know, even when you talk about the people at Google, they talk about making contact with the old ones. You have CERN, big talk about uh, making connections with other dimensions. So, like it's all there, man. It's all there. And it's, it's just really interesting stuff because, you know, like I believe that it, there's been this long con to like convince us that we don't live in something special, that we're not special where we live in special. I believe we're the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. And there's this battle for it. And they're trying to 
you know, push a certain agenda, whether it's space, I don't know. I, I, I until I go there, I'm not going to know what exactly we live in, but based and you're not, on and you're not going there, right? Well, uh, you're, you're never going there. said right now, Sam, we're going to shoot you in the space. Would you do it? I'd be like, Oh hell no. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> There's no way I'm coming back from that. Yeah. Space so is terrifying. Take it to stupid. You remember when they were going to send people to Mars? You remember that? And people were signing up. Like how much you hate life. <laughs> you want to go to Mars. Like dude, the only way that works is two gay dudes with a bunch of wigs. That's the only way that happens because they could just keep mixing it up and being different people you put a man and a woman on there there's a murder within two seconds right there's no way you gotta have two dudes we're we're supposed to be going back to the moon in like two years are we yeah yeah we're supposed to put the first woman the first woman's supposed to be on the moon in the next two years so let's see if they can reenact that who's going to be the actress for that yeah, I don't it buy it. It sounds movement. like somebody NASA wants to get rid of their wife. Oh, yeah, you're going to get on that flag. You get, the, get the fuck out. Sign this life insurance for us. Then get on that thing. We're going to send you into space. Well, funny enough, you mentioned, you, you mentioned uh, you know, homosexual men being on the, going out into space. Uh, ironically enough, Kenneth Grant, who was a guy who uh, followed out to Crowley, he created an offshoot of this magical order called the Typhonian Ordo Templi Orientis. And I know it's a mouthful, but. Uh, you know, the short version is this guy was into, you know, magic rituals and stuff. And he followed Crowley's formula of adding some, some levels of initiation uh, into the OTO and his branch, the Typhonian OTO was specifically about making contact with entities to open up gateways, to open up portals. And that was what they were all about. And that 11th degree, the final degree of initiation in the OTO and in the Typhonian OTO was uh, anal penetration of two men. You know, no, you didn't have to be homosexual because that's not what it was about. It was about um, accessing the. How bad do you want it? Yeah, and you got to want it pretty bad, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a giant. I know from thing. experience, you got to you got to want it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what, what What's very interesting is like that becomes what we always hear about in Hollywood, right? Like this becomes this thing where it's like, oh yeah, dude, you know, you hear rumors about Brad Pitt. You hear rumors about what Jamie Foxx running everything, right? Like these are the rumors you hear and what they, what they do. And it's like, I, I, I've just always said this, dude. It's like the, the anus is somehow like some co- sort of passageway to like interdimensionals i don't know what it is but there's something about the butt that is just a little different it just <laughs> it's just it's 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 mystical right i mean yeah. it's there's something about that well they they call it the um it's like a tantric uh, idea the call the kalas and it's a uh, they, they think there's like some kind of magical energy that can be unleashed and utilized and this is very similar it's in the same ballpark as your Marina Abramovich spirit cooking and your, um, um, I, I can't think of the other, the, uh, Alistair Crowley's cakes of light, uh, where, you know, he composes this mock Eucharist based upon bodily fluids, um, blood, semen, uh, feces is even included in the, the rituals as Alistair Crowley talked about. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, there's something and, and, and where that relates to, the overarching idea of contacting aliens is through the anus. Uh, one can get into the subconscious. You can subdue 
the uh, the conscious mind and get into the subconscious, which which fits into this idea. Uh, they talk about creativity in the occult, and that seems to be a big a big thing to them. It's like uh, a bridge to the abyss, they call it. Um, and and that was one of the main ideas I put together because when you look at actual because 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 there's two separate sort of fields of research going on. And as far as I know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure someone else has written about this, but I don't know anyone else that has. But when you've got people like Jacques Vallée, who's like this, you know, ultra science guy who's researching UFOs his whole life, obviously an intelligent guy, obviously spent more time thinking about this than like I did or anyone else. And he says that UFOs are a control system. He says they're not nuts and bolts. It's a mental control system. And then you look at, um, quantum physics i mean is he saying they don't exist they're just used to control us mentally yeah it's you know it's kind of a vague thing right and it's very hard to explain um and and it gets into real like woo woo territory with all of this um there's a there's a quote he gave about it let me find it for you real quick uh i was i was kind of compiling my notes because there's there's like a lot of there's a lot of like heavy topics in this in this uh in this, in this book. And I tried to sort of distill it down to, uh, you know, so I don't lose people. Right. Um, he called it things like the frontier of consciousness. Uh, there, there's always conscious elements to it. Right. Um, let me, let me find you the quote here. Stand by just one second. This is my first, by the way, this is my, this is my first show. Um, to talk about this book Up in that book cherry, huh? Dog? Oh man. I, I appreciate it, man. I couldn't be happier to have it on this show. Um, he said that, uh, he said that they were a control system and he says the manifestations are not spacecraft in the nuts and bolts sense. They can't be understood without the psychic and symbolic reality. It's not an alien invasion. It's a control system, which uses humans. And like, this is a guy that's, that, you know, I would argue he knows more about UFOs than damn near anybody on the planet. Right. And like, what is he saying? Like, isn't that vague and strange? Well, you got to dig into the world of the quantum to understand what he's saying and, and quantum uh, quantum thought and quantum reality ties into a lot of this occult ritual magic stuff. Right. Because, and and you know, we could, this could dive off into deep rabbit holes, but they, we're all but, about that. Okay. All right. So by the so, way, rabbit holes, my new word for butthole <laughs> from now on, oh, we're going to dive deep in that rabbit hole. <laughs> That's a shirt. That's a fucking shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give me one of them shirts man i'll cut them sleeves off done deal dude shred right. it out shred yeah. it out <laughs> so so you've got you, you've got and I'll, I'll try to give the short version of this you've got classical newtonian physics right and that's the that's the idea of um when you, when you look at isaac newton Rene descartes philosophers scientists they were saying okay you've got you've got the world of the mental and then you've got the world of the physical and they're two separate things the two shall never uh, meet sort of um, and, and Newton clarified this with all these equations and the laws of thermodynamics and all this stuff. Right. And, and basically it was like, uh, energy is a force used to move matter. And then Rene Descartes is using all this sort of philosophy to think of like, you know, I, I think therefore I am. And, and he, and he kind of clarified the idea of how the mind is totally different. Right. Well, fast forward to, uh, Albert Einstein, Einstein comes along and he, basically invents quantum physics, which when you get down to the subatomic level, the, the, 
the laws and the rules in Newtonian classical mecha- uh, physics, they fall apart. They don't work at the subatomic level. Why is that? And it's because they require, and, and I'm no, no quantum physicist, so like, uh, you know, by all means, don't, don't take this to the bank. But basically, the observer, there's a thing called the observer effect. Um, and it's, it's demonstrated with the Schrodinger's cat example where uh, there's this box and it's full of radiation and there's a cat in there and you know it's dead, but it lives in this state of quantum superposition where it's alive and dead at the same time. You don't know until you open the box and the observer looks confirms it and it's what they call collapsing the wave and now it's defined as dead Uh, and they find that in the subatomic level that's how this works with like light light waves versus particles and all this stuff Um, and 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 to sum it up this fits into the world of the occult because the magicians they're always saying that hermetic axiom as above so below and and that's exactly what's happening in the world of physics and science you've got this idea that the cosmos and planetary motions and energy and forces but then you get to the subatomic level and it's a totally different, different game. And it requires the mind of the practitioner of the magician to clarify what is reality, which gets to, you know, uh, on the level that we see. Hey everybody, real quick. I want to tell you about the movie sensational produced by my good friends over there at L ride productions. Okay. Sensational deals with basically censorship on the internet, which is really important right now because we're seeing people getting kicked off YouTube, kicked off Twitter, kicked off Facebook to try to control the narrative. And it's got some amazing people on Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Liz Crokin. They're all on it and it it just discuss and calls out the false narrative and cover-ups, okay? My good friend Dave Lugo felt that the story needed to be told, man. And let me tell you something about this, this picture, this film. It is beautifully well done. And why I really enjoy this is because Elride is an independent production company. It's not part of the system. Everything they put out is their own self-funded to get it done, dude. And it's a lot of fun, this thing. It breaks down basically where, where fake news came from, why they're trying to stop misinformation, quote-unquote misinformation. It is a wonderful movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I would love for you guys to check it out. The doc explores the notion of thinking for yourself, gathering the facts, and do not be misguided. The documentary is very well done. It's informative and fair and not one-sided, not right or left. It gives both sides. Networks are pushing one narrative and making sure their agenda is met. The documentary is excellent at making you Put the pieces of the puzzle together for yourself, okay? Here's what I want you guys to do. Go check out sensationalfilms.com. That's S-E-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-F-I-L-M.com. Check it out. I know you guys are going to love it. So just hashtag sensational. Enjoy the rest of the show. I mean, dude, that's so interesting. It's basically like... And it gets down to what I'm saying, and I've always been saying, is like there's no reality, there's only perception. And what you perceive becomes your reality. And if I'm understanding this right, and I could be totally wrong, I flunked first grade, so just I'm digesting, heavy digestion here. But um, like these aliens, it's just a perception. And if you, isn't that kind of like the shadow in the cave idea? Like kind of like they would, they would, 
project shadows onto a cave and people would think there were giant monsters out there and therefore they could control you through the thoughts of that. Oh, if you leave the cave, these giant monsters are going to eat you. And that kind of comes within like kind of what aliens are as well. It's like your, your mind determines whether there's an alien. I I said this on the uh, Brian Callen show. I go, whatever we live on, dude, I think it's whatever you want it to be, right? If it's a round ball hurling through space, then that's what, what, what it is to you. If, if, if you think it's a flat earth, then that's what it is to you. If you think it's a realm, that's what it is to you because there is no definition of it. I mean, we, we get it through NASA and everybody's like just buys into this group that's just a bunch of Nazis that have been like caught lying to us constantly. So it's like, we don't know what this is. We just know that, I mean, up until recently they were teaching it was a flat earth and now all of a sudden it's a ball. And, and you look all the way back to early Buddhism. It's, it's, it's a uh, simulation. So who knows what it is, but whatever you perceive it is, is what it becomes. Am I close on that? Is that kind of what you were talking about? And did I say it in dumb speak? Do you think Betty, Betty and Barney Hill were the first ones to perceive that idea of aliens and then they gave it to everybody else? So they were the first ones that got abducted, right? Right. And, and this is I where things... they were the first ones. And that's what I'm wondering. Chris, do you think they were the first ones to actually bring up that idea or do you think someone told them it happened and then it, they ran with it and then everyone started getting abducted? Yeah. So this is where, where things get kind of strange, right? Um, I believe so. Betty and Barney Hill. First off, let, let's talk about them. They they went under uh, what do you call it? Regressive hypnosis, and they described the aliens. And it turned out that the aliens they described that abducted them were exactly like uh, an episode of The Outer Limits, which had aired just before that they'd watched just before. Oh man, that's so interesting. Yeah, and 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 that's what my whole my whole shtick is. And and I kind of suspected this idea, and it wasn't until I read Dr. Diana Pasalka's book, which I interviewed her on my show, and like she's she, I think, and, and I recommend her book even over mine. Like I tell everyone, like you got to read this book uh, because she was hanging out with these uh, these these alien nerd scientists, and they were they've got all this UFO stuff, and they believe in it, and, they, and they, they'll even say like, look, this isn't a belief, this is reality. We've got the piece of the thing here, like this is happening, right? Um, but the inner book, there is, she kind of, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but the way I interpreted the book was it more or less supported this idea that I've been sort of flirting with for years that symbolism, archetypes, messaging, predictive programming, and entertainment can manifest real results in reality. And in the book, uh, there's a section and it says, I'll read you right from it. It says, over the past two decades, the relationship between cinema and memory has been the object of increasing academic attention. With growing interest in film and cinema repositories for representing, shaping, recreating, or indexing forms of individual and collective memories. Now, um, you got to look into in, into the idea of uh, how the mind works, and they say that like memories are a bit. Uh, we reconstruct them on a routine basis, right? Like that's why. That's why that journalist, Brian Williams, swore he was in a helicopter that got shot down. And he, he believed it because he had lived it in his mind, uh, I guess, hearing the story so many times or, or talking about it so many times that it really seemed like reality to him. And, and that's what I think all this entertainment is. 
and and to 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 get back to XG's question about Betty Barney Hill, you've got a couple things going on. On one hand, you've got occultists like Aleister Crowley doing rituals back in as early as 1917. Uh, you go to uh, channel they called the Amalantra workings where he channeled Lamb, this gray alien. In you go hundreds of years prior to John D. Edward Kelly, they were using this Enochian language that God gave to Adam back in the day. And they're channeling, they're channeling aliens and banging each other's wives and all this stuff. And then you, you go to like the, the, the forties, right? The forties is when a lot of really critical things happen in the world of ufology. You've got like the first nuclear test. You've got Jack Parsons. War of the world. That was the war of the world. They also yeah, did they, that they, on the radio reading that freaked people out. Cause they thought that was real. If you didn't, if you didn't listen it to in the beginning, it tells you this is a, a book read. But if you're just halfway reading it, you might believe that there's an alien invasion going on. And then that spread the whole thing where people are freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a technique they use to trick the mind because that's part of the argument I lay out in the book using uh, this guy, Dr. Jeffrey Zachs. He's a neuroscientist and he talks about cognitive models. And basically what he's saying, and, and this, I'll just, I'll, I'll explain it through an example. There's a movie called The Fourth Kind with mm-hmm. um, Mia Yavanovic. I'm butchering her name. You know what I'm talking about. And, uh, she was in Resident Evil. And um, what was what it? What is Fifth her Element, name? That model? That model? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in Fifth Element too. Yeah, Mia Yavanovic. Mia Javakic or something like that. Yeah, I would, I'm fucking it up too, but yeah. yeah. I think it was just, it's just like Jovovich, right? Isn't that it? Something yeah, like that. that's what it is. That sounds good. She, she was uh, Dr. Dr. Tyler in the movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You're very familiar with it. Yeah, so like in yeah, that yeah. movie, if you recall at the beginning, they they said uh, this is based on real events or whatever, uh, but it turned out it wasn't, right? And and <laughs> it's like Blair Witch. I, and I remember, I'm old enough that I remember Blair Witch was in the theater, and when I saw it, it was like the first week, and everyone was like, oh, my God, this shit's real. It's like real found footage. Yeah. And like I remember being terrified, being like, "Dude, is this for real?" Yeah, and it turns out it was fake, right? But the problem yeah. is, Jeffrey Zachs, this you know smart brain guy, he's out here saying like, "Look, the mind doesn't know the difference." You you watch a piece of of entertainment, and it tells your mind, "Hey, this is real," even though it's not. Your brain it doesn't distinguish between the two. It builds models of this stuff. And you build enough models of aliens and UFOs and all this stuff, and it becomes real to you, to your mind. Um, and, I and totally understand what you're saying right now. Right? It's, like, it's almost like you find what you're looking for. Well, yes. can I ask, can I ask uh, uh, maybe a question to take this even a step further? Is there an effective difference if you, it, between something that is like manifested or a collective delusion and the actual thing, if it were to exist? Or, I mean, is there, or is it as though it exists if enough people believe it? Yeah, and, and not to the subjective mind, no. Um, this is when you get into the quantum mind uh, or the quantum model of reality, it basically, and, and I, I believe it ties into the ideas of the, uh, the Buddhist eightfold path right it's mm. it's about you know you you use meditation to get to the subconscious and you sort of program your day in, in a, a positive way and you're going to have great things happening uh you're going to try to counterbalance the chemical messengers of the body that have all this trauma of like being triggered by you know this person or this event and it's all about the power of the mind and trying to get into the subconscious where 
the wiring, so to speak, happens to your body. So I, I would argue that this is very real um, to the person who's experiencing well, it. Well, and, and my, I really, my question is, do you think it's possible that these things, if enough people believe them, can be manifested essentially and be real to other people? Yeah, and, and that's my concern. That's my concern um, because I and, – and here's why it's a concern to me is because I believe that this is a religious spiritual battle on some levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, not religious as in the organized religion, uh, but more or less, you know, Jesus Christ and God versus Lucifer, Satan, and the uh, fallen fallen angels. The, you know, this is why this is why God, you know, busted out the flood and killed the Nephilim. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's because there's – there's this capability to pierce the veil and have these, these things, these entities interface with mankind. Like it's a, to me, it goes back to all the way back to that. All right. I want to tell you about our good friends at my bookie dude, between the NFL college ball, major league baseball playoffs. There's no short of game of games to watch with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events. You can turn your game day into a payday with my bookie, man. You could do parlays, right? Yeah. Simple parlays, man. You think you got a good go for a bigger payout on these parlays, play a couple games all together, hit big, go big, Win big, okay? Or you can do the underdogs, man. They have a ton of value, okay? That's the thing about the NFL. Underdogs always have a shot, and you can do it. Game spreads, championship futures, player prop bets. I love player prop bets, okay? It's never too late to get in on the action and turn your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet, okay? Sign up at MyBookie. When you do, use the promo code TINFOILHAT to claim your deposit match dollar for dollar, all the way up to a 1000 bucks, man. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That promo code is TINFALLHAT for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit, okay? UFC, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, World Series coming, boxing, you got it, all there available for you at my bookie. Enjoy the rest of the show. You know, it's interesting. It's almost like in Ghostbusters where he, like – manifest the uh stay fuck yeah, 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 like yeah. don't think about anything and all of a sudden it's like goosh, goosh. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's a marshmallow man but no it's very interesting because um i i totally believe this if enough people believe in something it becomes real right like is is there any proof of actual a, a devil probably not I mean, there's no actual proof of it. There's like one line in the Bible, but there's enough people that believe in the devil now that it almost manifests itself into an entity that exists. And I know like you, you're not a Q guy, but what I've been talking about when it comes to Q is that if enough people believe in Q, does it become something? Hmm. Is it an entity? Does it become something that has whatever it started as what it becomes? That's my whole thing. If enough people on how many people do you think believe in Q? What, what, what's it? A million, two million, 60 million, whatever that number is. That's a lot of people to believe in something and what it could start as and what, what it becomes based on this belief system could be two different things. And that's kind of my, my whole point on all that. It's like, if enough people believe in this, like the coronavirus, right? Yes, we had a couple mm-hmm. people die, obviously, depending on the numbers that you believe, right? You know, but it's like, was it the pandemic or the plague that everyone thought it was? I, 
Didn't see all those bodies everywhere, but man, the way people believed in it, all of a sudden we were in the middle of a black plague. Right. And, and the, if you look at, uh, to keep it sort of on the level of what people will buy into and, and understand and accept, look at how the government and the Pentagon approach this idea of UFOs, right? You got to go, and, and I talk about the history of this in my book when we talk about a group called the Collins Elite. Uh, what happened was the sequence of events basically was in 40, 46, 47, Jack Parsons, L. Ron Hubbard are out in the desert doing Crowley's Amalantra workings, trying to channel in this goddess of Babylon, you know, and this is a cult old hat. This, you know, that's what they do. They're just out there trying to talk to entities and stuff. And um, they do this and they open up the portals. They open up the gateways. And here comes uh, the, the, the Pentagon sniffing around and this Collins elite group, which is a group of sort of like Intel insiders with also a, a sort of knowledge of, religion and understanding of the spiritual elements here. And they think, Oh my gosh, this, this, uh, this guy who calls himself the antichrist, Jack Parsons, he's out here channeling entities into our world. You know, Roswell happened and they're worried this guy's really opening up portals. So they were kind of like telling the Pentagon, like, Hey, maybe you should chill out with all this, uh, all this alien stuff because the Pentagon, meanwhile, they're supporting um, uh, research projects like project Stargate out at SRI with uh, Uri Geller and uh, you know Russell Targ and Hal Puthoff and basically what they're doing is they're they're they start and this is all around the same time period they're they're starting to look into like can they weaponize this can our enemies weaponize the power of telekinesis remote viewing can they spy on us can we spy on them they start messing around with all these weird mental things as you see in uh, the Minister Goats well this whole time the Collins elite as the story goes from people uh, like Nick Redfern, he wrote a book called final events talking about the Collins elite. That's where I read it. And he says that, uh, you know, they were the whole time they were like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't be messing with this stuff. We're worried. You're going to actually pull demons and demonic entities into our world doing this stuff, because that's what the people who started this Jack Parsons, that's what they were about. So then in 52 Parsons dies and this starts a whole a whole panic inside of this Collins elite and the Pentagon and they're running around like, Oh my God, this guy died unexpectedly. And like, we're afraid he gets some portals open and <laughs> next year. The next year, the Robertson panel drops a report and this it's talking about the UFO phenomenon. And it basically it's an insider report saying like, okay, as we, as the U uh, S government, what we're going to do to address this is we're going to use propaganda through Disney and films and entertainment and mass media to convince the public that UFOs don't exist. And, you know, one, it's to keep people pacified and chilled out. And two, uh, they can't very well come out and say, oh, hey, by the way, we've been like researching these demonologists and occultists and we, you know, we're messing around with opening up portals and viewing the enemy. Like they can't, they can't come out and say that, especially in the 1950s America. You know what I mean? Like it, unacceptable, right? Well, fast forward 70 years, and uh, you'll notice there's this renewed effort for disclosure. There's Now they're, they're classic propaganda 101. They're redefining the term from UFO. Now it's UAP, okay? And then you got you know Tom DeLonge, guy from Blink-182, who's singing about <laughs> sucking their Free dad's Mason. cock. Freemason. <laughs> he's a Freemason. All of a sudden, he's, he's, the official story is, 
Uh, all of a sudden, the generals and the Pentagon pull them into the skiff and like, oh, hey, come on, Tom DeLonge, let's tell yeah. you about all the secret aliens. Dude, and my now- favorite part is they thought he was like cool and hip and could connect with the kids. <laughs> like this is like eight years after Blink-182 was and, – and like Blink – I'm fine with Blink-182, but they were just like – they're like, who? what cool, hip youngster can we get to connect with the youth? Oh, let's get Tom DeLonge. I think he was kicked out at that point too. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah, I don't know. I know, you know, it's funny because when I was blogging in, I started blogging in 2011 and he started a blog like shortly thereafter. Not, I'm not saying he like copied me or nothing like that, but he, he started a blog called Strange Times. And I remember watching it and I check on it every day and then it kind of fizzled out and died. Uh, so he's been into this a long time, but you know, the official story. So now. Well, Isaac, I'm uh, sorry, just real quick. Do you think he was started out as a genuine truth seeker and was just like co-opted or, or yeah yeah okay yeah I, th- I i would assume that's how it went um obviously i don't know but i would assume that's how it went because you know this guy is very intrigued by it um obviously he's got some you know fan base or whatever they could tap into why yeah. they chose him i have no idea i just know it doesn't make any damn sense that <laughs> they're gonna the pentagon and these generals and these pilots are gonna be like oh tom DeLong, let's put you into a skiff uh, you know, I was in the military. You need a so first you need a security clearance, which I doubt Tom DeLong has. Uh, you know, cost fifty thousand, hundred thousand bucks. Let's say oh. he has it though, and um, you need. Is it, wait, does it cost that much? Because they have to go interview people and stuff. Is that is that why it costs so much? Yeah, well, I mean, and you yeah, got to pay for your own security clearance. Well, he would have right. Like, who's yeah. paying for Tom DeLong's security clearance? You know what I mean? Like for him, yeah. his story is he got pulled into a skiff, which is like. Uh, I don't know what the term stands for. It's basically where you discuss classified information, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, they pulled me into the skiff and told me about these UFO materials. And it's like, well, first off, you need a clearance. Second off, you have a need to know. You don't just, just because you have a clearance doesn't mean you get to anything you want. Like, you have to have a need to know. It has to be pertained to your job, right? And uh, like, like, for instance, I handled uh, munitions and bombs and stuff. Well, it doesn't, and I had a, a secret clearance. That doesn't mean I can go over to where, uh, you know, the, the planes are, are, you know, I don't know, putting a secret right, cockpit right, 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 right. And right. to be clear, those aren't like suggestions. They're, those are the rules for how yeah. intelligence <laughs> sharing works, right? Yeah. yeah. As yeah. far as I know, and I, and I could be a little off on that, but, but that's the general idea behind yeah. it. And, you know, for me to, I, I just don't buy it. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that they pulled him into a skiff, told him about all this, and now on top of this, uh, you know, 90% of the media we consume is by six companies, and one of them is Disney. And Disney was a part mm-hmm. of the 1953 Robertson panel to start uh, debunking UFOs. Well, now it's flip-flopping the other way around. Now, you'll notice the sentiment when you talk to people now is you ask someone, do you believe in aliens? And it's like, well, of course I do. There's a billion planets out there and a million suns. Why would there be aliens? Yeah, well, yeah, right. years ago, there wasn't like that. Six years ago, it was like, oh, that's tinfoil hat nutty stuff. And who believes in aliens? Right, oh, right, right, people right. People are just right. sheep and they're falling for it because Disney's out here pushing uh, ancient aliens and Prometheus Entertainment and Skinwalker Ranch. And, and, and look, man, like, I get it. Like, like I said, I believe in all this alien stuff. Um, I just see that there's there's an agenda at play here, and I'm trying to discern what the agenda is. Because Werner von Braun, old Nazi paperclip scientist himself, who was hanging out with Walt Disney, he said, according to Carol Rosen, who was a friend of his and co-worker of his for many years, she's a doctor, she said that on his deathbed, essentially, he said, 
they're going to, the last card is going to be um, a fake alien invasion. Don't believe it. Something to that effect. It's in the book. Um, yeah, but that's totally that, that, that is 100% has been like conspiracy, deep, deep conspiracy theorists believe that yeah. that's the, that's the hand, that's the card that's going to get played because that's how they bring everybody to, together. I mean, didn't Ronald Reagan talk about that? Ronald's like, you know what we need is like some aliens to attack him. No, you know, what else? We- he said if there was an alien invasion, we'd all come together and we'd start, stop worrying about atomic bombs and, like, shit that doesn't really matter because we'd all be one one, one planet. But I was going to ask you, Isaac, though, I know you don't believe in, like, the aliens and the abductions, but when someone sees the unidentified flying object, what is that? Like, we're all watching it. We've seen the videos. Well, before, that- you get, before you answer that, I just want to stay in this New World Order thing real quick, and then we'll get into what that is. But the reason also that Project Blue Beam is so important, because if aliens do arrive, what does that do to organized religion? What does that do? I mean, like, you know, we just on the last episode, we were talking about how there's been this slow but deliberate uh, movement from the power elites to basically cripple or discredit spirituality and religion and it's just by like positioning people in places that are bought and sold corrupt and exposing the corruption so people associate that with their religion well what a great way to destroy the notion that we're the center of anything we're god's chosen people if a bunch of giant grays show up and they're like yeah dude Fuck your God and the, and the clicky claims, right? And so it's like, where do we go from there? Do, you know, that's a big part of this. And then we turn into, okay, we're just a speck of shit on a rock hurling through space. So I think the New World Order, that's a giant thing. Get rid of all these um, borders, become one government. Now, that sounds really great. The humanity comes together. But what happens when that that does happen is really amazing things like the Constitution, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment get thrown out, out, the, out the door. Because now we got a whole new document that lets us know what our freedoms are, and those old rules don't play anymore. So that the, the alien attack is a giant part of that. And the last thing on Tom DeLonge is like, you know, WikiLeaks – put out this whole thing that these emails between Tom DeLonge and John Podesta in which Tom DeLonge's like, Oh yeah, we're going to get you cool with the youth, man. It's like, could you imagine John Podesta on stage with blink 182, just waving his hands in the air. Like he just don't care as he's got that weird fish tattoos on his hands. Right. So it's like, it's just, it's, 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 there's a long, long game going on that, that involves aliens. And but do you, how, how do you think the blue the invasion would happen? Do you think it would be through Neuralink or 5G or Elon Musk? Because that's what someone told me. They're like that Neuralink. You're gonna they're just gonna fucking pull an invasion right in your brain. Yeah, and, and that's what um I've, I've got a chapter on Project Bluebeam because I read through Serge Manast. He's the guy who, who first pitched this idea. Uh, I I don't I don't know how reliable he was, but he wrote about it in like 1994 and died shortly thereafter. And, you know, in 94, for being written in 94, a lot of the stuff he was talking about sure did come true. Uh, he, and, it, you know, the idea of the Project Blue Beam is that NASA was going to push this agenda for a new world order with the Antichrist as the figurehead. 
Um, and, you know, NASA's out here saying they're going to prove that aliens exist by 2025. They said they sent this uh, Europa mission thing or whatever it's called out, or I'm sorry, Osiris Rex, I believe it was called, out to an asteroid where they're going to return the samples by 2023, analyze them, and the idea is that they want to find proof of life on this asteroid. Um, How do they know going to be there? How do they know that was ever? It's just so interesting. It's like, <laughs> dude, this planet is 280 million light years away. I'm like, then how did you get that picture if it's so far away? <laughs> I, I don't understand. I certainly don't understand it. Uh, but it, it's just very interesting. So it's like, you know, I, I, on the Tim Foyle hat Patreon, there's a gentleman named Bob Bob. And Bob Bob is an interesting guy. And sometimes he likes the sauce a little bit. And he comes on, he starts <laughs> going really deep. And uh, he broke down Project Bluebeam for me. And one thing he was talking about is how um, each area of the – so basically it's my belief that the satellites that, that Elon Musk put up is the AV unit for Project Bluebeam. That's where all the satellites are going to go. That's where all the sound effects are going to go. So they're, that, they're setting this thing up. And uh, the Project Bluebeam will be in each area, whatever the religion is, an image will show up of that God talking to the masses, trying to connect with them, right? And the problem is that they're having right now is that there's no pictures of Muhammad. You can't draw pictures of him. You can't have pictures of him. So they're going to try to figure out how to make that happen. But basically what happened was each one, their, their, their Messiah will come down and tell them, hey, I'm here get behind me. And then all the messiahs will come together in like some Voltron messiah. And that will be like the leader of the world. That's how they're going to make it happen. Voltron messiah is going to uh, start wrecking shop. And that's kind of where it's going. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you mentioned the um, Elon Musk Starlink launching all these satellites out there. You've also got simultaneously the effort for 5G to roll out, right? Mm-hmm. And 5G, if you look at, uh, you know, David Petraeus talked about this many years ago, about how 5G is the, the Internet of Things, meaning all devices will have Internet connectivity. And what better way to deceive the masses than to have every device feeding into, responding, and behaving according to some, you know, software out there? And, and I... And I postulate that, look at the uh, the Phoenix Lights, right? That is a case of the most eyewitness uh, of UFOs ever in history, right? In the late 90s. Well, I mean, it's possible those were just drones. You've seen the drone formations at the Super Bowl and stuff. That shit looks pretty crazy. Well, I mean, they could have had that 10, 20 years prior. And like all DARPA-type black projects, they're always 20, 30 years ahead of technology. So it could be that the Phoenix Lights were just a, a well-coordinated drone effort, and that's proof that they can pull this off. Now imagine you've got way more devices hooked up to the internet. You've got the Neuralink brain cap plugged into seeing things or whatever. Uh, you know, technology has a way of uh, manipulating reality, right? It's totally possible, virtual reality, that kind of stuff. I mean, what's curious? Um, and, and and to talk about to just quickly talk about the antichrist idea of uh, the world religions, um, 
Helena Blavatsky's Theosophy talked about a, the final teacher, the great world teacher, the Maitreya coming. Um, and that is what this antichrist figure is going to be. Obviously they don't, they're, they're, they don't think, Oh, it's Satan with the pitchfork and the horn. They don't think that they think it's this great world teacher, uh, that's going to unify the world together. Um, but Serge Manast in one of the steps, he talks about how there's going to be artificial thought and communication telepathically. Right. Um, and this telepathic communication would use, you know, frequency waves to make people believe that God is speaking directly to them. Dude, it's already happening. Voice of God. Technology. Yeah. Voice of God technology, voice to skull technology. Um, I mean, he says, all these guys who shoot up schools, each one of them talks about what, what do they have in common? They all are on drugs. They all love these video games. Some of them went to the very controversial, like uh, youth, uh, you know, training schools or programs that were like people question them later on what, what was going on there. You know, if you even take a look at like Paris Hilton, right? She went to this school in Utah mm-hmm. and she's been talking about this. And like Kat Von D supposedly went to the same school, which is very weird, man. And they both kind of blew up again, but they talk about being drugged and used for sex and all this stuff. And it's like, if that fits into that MK ultra stuff, which is men become killing machines and women become sex kittens. And that's kind of what it does. But all these guys who shoot up these schools, they're all on pharmaceutical drugs and they all say they heard a voice. And it's like, what if that is a game, part of the game too? Get you on pharmaceuticals and through through television or video games, you could send like thoughts to their heads. Yeah, wasn't that like a plot of a uh, was it the Riddler and Batman Returns or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Anyway, um, what it, what Serge Manas said that's concerning to me. Um, I'm going to read you from what he said. He said. Uh, he's talking about these these frequency waves talking to people. He said, such rays from satellites are fed from memories of computers that have stored massive data about every human on Earth and their languages. Well, what the hell have we been doing the last 20 years? We've been funneling every piece of data into social media, yeah. into the this massive bumble hive complex of privacy mm-hmm. invading uh, storage facility out in Utah. And... You know, you, you see the repercussions of this everywhere, TikTok and stuff like they're all stealing the data. Um, and arguably, it's like, well, what are they doing with that data? And it, it could be that they're compiling avatars. They're uh, they're using it against us is the argument. And, you know, certainly I said this in 94. How did you know? know? So these so this woman, Minnie, I forget what her last name is. Minnie Weaver, I think is her name. I probably got it wrong. Billy Weaver? My apology. What? Oh, go ahead. A Millie Weaver, I, I think is maybe. The Millie, uh, Millie Weaver, is that her name? Is she the one know, who that... does the uh, the Shadowgate videos? I might, yeah, I think so. Was she the one that got arrested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's all this controversy about her, who her, who her husband is, what he's been accused of, and I get that. And, I, and you, know, you know, so I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's a shill, that guy's a shill. It's like everybody – not everybody's a shill. So if everybody's a shill, nobody's a shill. I mean, I, I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, you know, we just had this purge going. I, I'm not going to get to that. But the whole point is that um, – she, she, you know, it's like, okay, if everybody's a shell, I don't know. I can, I just, who do I talk to myself in the mirror? Is that what you guys want me to do? It's like, I don't know what to do after that. So all I can do is like, take what they're saying, digest it. And if it makes sense, listen to it. If it doesn't, don't listen to it. 
that's really all you could do at this point. So this, this, this woman put out, she got arrested supposedly. There's all controversies behind that, but you know, uh, she's put out a couple videos and they're very interesting. Shadow, Shadowgate one, Shadowgate two. And the thing that's interesting in both of those videos, as they're, they're talking about mining data and using that data against you in the first episode, they talk about Obama, John Brennan and Obama give out Obama phones. You remember Obama phones? And everyone's like, dude, Obama gave me a phone. I love Obama. And everyone's like, damn, Obama's giving out phones. Well, it turns out a big part of that was mining their data, was mining the data off these free phones. So if somebody gives you something for free, the deal is you can have this for free, but we get your data, which is what your, your Gmail's about, right? You're paying for a Gmail they get all your 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 uh, data based on what you're emailing. They can read your emails, all that stuff. That's the deal they give you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that saying, right? If you're if you're not paying for it, you're the product, right? But I do yeah. pay for stuff on Gmail, but they probably don't care. They probably well, you mean, just don't you know, care. You don't have to pay to use it, though. You just pay for extra storage, probably. Yeah, I, do, I am paying for extra storage. That and you press the I agree terms. I'm pretty sure it's in there. Okay, yeah. you guys are the worst lawyers ever. I got it. I'm <laughs> fucked, okay? Jesus, I went to you for legal advice, and you guys kicked me in the dick. But the point is this, dude, is that, you know, she brought up that Obama basically used the data off that phone to figure out how to entice these people to riot. That's what the movie says. So now the next Shadowgate 2 comes out, same guy's talking. He's talking about how they basically – created programs that would basically take your data, find out what is basically your weaknesses, and then basically do, um, what's it called, uh, gang stalking, internet-wise, just sending all these different fake profiles and these people to really try to break you down mentally so you snap and just, whether you're a politician they don't want in the, in the race, and you give up. And like, so that's really what they're doing there. This what you're talking about, Isaac, is 100% true. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're mining your data and all that shit. That, that, that happened to me on my Twitter. There was a, a guy arguing with me. And um, it's funny. I, on my Patreon, I have this. Uh, uh, I started a new a sort of secondary fun podcast called Truth or Drama, right? And on the, uh, it was just an idea I came up with, right? And I just oh, basically great. talked. I talk about drama and it's mostly about me. Like people talking shit to me and tell me I'm an idiot, whatever. <laughs> and um, there was one guy on Twitter and I didn't realize I was going to do the show until like a couple weeks after I, I, I was just getting blasted the last few weeks. I'm like, what is happening? All this hate, you know? And uh, and I assumed it was because I did a, a four part expose on QAnon being very critical of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this one guy was like, he's ragging on me and and I was, and I thought, okay, I got to talk about that on the show. So I went back to my Twitter to find that feed to sort of like talk about what he said to me, he or she. I don't want to assume gender. And um, the person that said, Let's just this, say it then. It, it <laughs> its profile said this profile has uh, been deleted or removed or something like that. And I thought that's bizarre. So like, what? Someone just popped up, messed with me, and then disappeared. Like, it's very strange. It didn't say it was suspended. It said it was removed, like deleted. 
some of that. Well, that's probably because it's it turned out not to be real. So here's what's happening, dude. I brought this up before, but you remember Ashley Madison, where people who were married could sign up and get some side strange, right? And then like it got exposed, and there was like a million guys and like twenty chicks were on it, right? And so basically, what would happen was women would sign up, but then they would they would leave. They wouldn't delete the profile. What happens is Ashley Madison would take over the female profile and use it to entice, basically bait men to stay on Ashley Madison, right? So that's kind of what happens. That's kind of what's happening on Twitter. You know, uh, I forget who I had on, but they were they were talking about how people are leaving Twitter in droves, but instead of getting rid of their profile, Twitter is taking them over. No kidding. And, or a company is taking them over and basically using them. So what what happens with that? So you ever just get blasted by some guy out of nowhere and you go to their Twitter page and it's like, I've got 14 followers since 2010. That's probably a dead account that has been taken over and is just used to do this astroturfing shit. Now, I'm not saying everybody on Twitter has to have a million followers, but if you seem to engage in people, the the site is basically made to socialize and connect with people. But in 10 years, you've gotten 10 followers. It doesn't even make any sense. So, So you see that. And like on YouTube, right, what they'll do is if your comment section gets too toxic, they can remove your account. So if you have people all the time just yelling and screaming all the time, YouTube be like, oh, it's too toxic. We got to get rid of it. So what I've always told people is like, just block people, man. Hmm. You got to learn to block people. Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up. This is the game that is being played by intelligence service. The 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 tech lords is just to basically create a lot of pain and suffering because they feed off that shit. And that's my god honest truth, man. I feel like Facebook does the same thing. Because to delete a Facebook account, it's like the most impossible thing. Yeah, and I think like Facebook... Court. Yeah, and I think Facebook keeps you on there to put you, like, in a category or whatever the fuck they want to do it and just to prove that you're part of that, like, oh, he's 25, he'll be a Democrat, and since I don't log in, and it takes forever to log out, you got to de- disactivate it, then you can't log into anything for, like, three months, and then it'll go away, but it's like, like you said, you got to go to court for that shit, and I think they they keep you on there because they want you for some reason, they're using the data for something, even if you don't post nothing, even if you're just that person that goes scrolling down. They they love it there. They love your data for some fucking reason. Well, if you have if you have the Google app, which I have, and you have the Facebook app, which I don't have, they mine your data on your phone. That's the deal. You get it for free, and they'll mine your data. And here's the whole thing, dude. All this shit is really simply goes away when you get off your phone. Just get off your phone. Don't spend your life on your internet. Coming from a guy who makes his money off the internet, that's some dangerous shit to say. But the truth is, if you stop bringing this everywhere you go, like I have one of those Geminis where I can put in the ad, the uh, address and it gives me my MapQuest or whatever, I did, my GPS, and I don't have to use my phone. I must not leave my phone at home, man. It's just like that's how they that's how they track you now, and especially with this virus. So now this thing's coming out that – Apple and I think Google are now working on a deal where they're going to basically track you once you get the virus. Once you get the virus vaccine, they're going to be able they're going to be basically spying on you. So when you go get this vaccine, which I don't even understand, this is a whole different story, but I don't want to get too much into that. I want to talk about um 
with you, uh, Isaac. There's this talk now that Trump, I know people go crazy when they hear this, there's now some rumblings within the Christian organizations that Trump it, is the Antichrist. Have you heard anything about this? <laughs> I, I haven't. Um, that's very curious. I mean, Mike Pence is the one that had the, the fly on his, on his uh, rubber head there the other day of the debate. So it's just so interesting how far the spectrum comes that people think Mike Pence is a good guy. You remember when he was in Indiana, he was Indiana's governor. People couldn't stand him. He was like allowing you like, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, you're gay. You don't get a birthday cake. It's like, what? Well, dude, he was like Rush Limbaugh. He came out of talk radio, right wing talk radio. He was like the Rush Limbaugh out there. For Isn't a long- that crazy? Because yeah. he seems so dry. Would you ever listen yeah. to that robot talk about a fucking anything on the radio? Hello, welcome, gay people. No birthday cake for you. We'll be right back. Right? Like, who's going to listen to any of that shit? He did a but- whole makeover. Yeah, somebody got him. Somebody plucked him up and said, you know what? We're going to put you in a position of power. That's it what happened. It was so weird because, like, he, I think he lost his, his race for governor after the whole gay thing happened where, like, you can't get birthday cake. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Or a wedding cake or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. You know? But the whole thing about Trump is, like – um, and, you know, somebody sent me this uh, video of this guy who was a giant Q person and now he's not. And he was talking about revelations and how Trump fits the the Antichrist in that, you know, he gets the plague and he's cured instantly. That was him with the virus. And now all of a sudden he doesn't have the virus. And then um, supposedly the the vaccination is the beast, right? That's the whole story on that. And that he's actually bringing the troops home to force that on us. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, well, you know, I, as far as that, um, you know, I talk about the apocalypse and the revelation thing in the book because it actually means, so apocalypse means to uncover what has been previously hidden. Okay. Uh, I argue that this could be the great work of the Freemasons. This is the similar to the alchemical rebirth. It's about bringing in new age. Um, because when you look at the occultists, uh, you know, Blavatsky was talking about how Satan was the highest divine spirit. They, have, they hold high reverence for Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call this. I mean, you can split hairs and try to argue that they're not the same being, whatever. Uh, the point being is that the, the, the God of inversion there, uh, the Gnostic principle that, you know, good is bad and bad is good is what, what holds true here, right? Now, Carl Jung, uh, he said that the revelation, the, the apocalypse was all about activating the archetype of self, meaning the collective unconscious. Uh, and it's going to bring this new world of view that has a new relationship to the divine. Um, now, to me, I feel like the Illuminati or whatever you want to call this group that are controlling this thing, they are more or less using the book of revelation as a, a recipe book to, to use as the great work to bring this, this antichrist, um, you know, universal world religion into fruition. Uh, and, and, and you can go a lot of, you can go a lot of directions with this, uh, but the new religion of the alien, cause I think this is, I think the reason they need the aliens is, there's a couple reasons why one, one is like you go the Werner von Braun route where it's like, Oh, they want, and, and this is the Dr. Greer close encounters of the fifth kind route where this, where, Oh, you know, this is military industrial complex, national security state 
privacy invasion stuff where they're going to give us this threat of aliens so that we, uh, we give up more privacy in the, for the illusion of safety. And, uh, you know, it's a way of making money and instilling fear upon the masses. But then the other angle is it's to create this one world government with the antichrist as the head, um, to destroy all the religions. Right. Uh, but the new religion is going to be centered around the antichrist because that's what the occultists have been. That's why they've been talking to these aliens for hundreds of years. Uh, and they, and they say that they, they believe that Christianity is the, the roadblock to them being able to achieve this great work of theirs. Um, you know, your, your Blavatsky's, your Alice Bailey's, Jack Parsons, Alistair Crowley's, uh, they all despise Christianity. Yet, meanwhile, you know, they're out there synthesizing the other religions. You know, Christianity is the problem. And I'm not saying this as a Christian, which I am, but like, to me, like, I'm not, I'm not the Bible thumbing variety that's like, oh, all these other religions are going to hell and you need to find Christ as a salvation. Like, that's just my personal belief. And I try to not let it filter through my work, my research. Uh, I'm just being very objective when I say that they have a serious beef with Jesus Christ, okay? Because they think that Christ is the perversion of their true mystery religion. That's what this show, um, Raised by Wolves, is all about. Uh, I'm doing this monster analysis for Raised by Wolves for my podcast. Uh, It's about this future world of the cult of Mithra, the Mithraic religion, which is an ancient um, heretic religion. And that's the future is this cult of Mithraics versus the atheist, the science religion. So, um, yeah, the, the um, and you go to um, Kenneth Grant, right? That's the guy I talked to about earlier about the Typhonian Ordo Templi Orientis, right? And he's the guy who followed Crowley and all this stuff. Well, he says in one of his books, The Magical Revival, that the Golden Dawn, which is just another one of these sort of magic, uh, you know, cult yeah, groups. yeah. Uh, the Golden Dawn was part of this this brotherhood of ancient mystery schools, and they say that it was the inner component to Blavatsky's Theosophical Society. And Blavatsky's intention, and she was very overt about it, she was very clear about it, was the destruction of Christianity, which is, you know, Crowley bought into a lot of Blavatsky stuff, and that's why he identified himself with the formula of the Antichrist, the the beast 666. Um and and if you read the magical revival, which is it's a difficult read, um, I I sort of chunk through it in bits. Uh, Kenneth Grant claims that you look at the ancient symbols of their true religion, and this is the common theme in all these occultists. They say the same stuff over and over. That there's the secret true religion, and that the Christian Church came along and stole and perverted all of these symbols, and is uh, you know Crowley called it the curse of the world. Parsons said, hey, I'm the Antichrist, and I'm here to get rid of the, the lying hypocrisy of Christianity. And, and these are the, you know, Parsons, this, these are the guys that set up NASA. Essentially, these are the guys who not only were they, and this is a huge part of my book, is that science fiction in its golden age is what informed these Antichrist nerds like Jack Parsons and Werner von Braun and these Nazi scientists they were all influenced by science fiction to pursue contact with the gods through their religion and their, and their fictional entertainment now and going out to the cosmos and man needs to go back to the cosmos and all this stuff. Well, 
you know, science fiction at its roots is, has a call roots. If you look at, they, they were first printed on what they called pulp, right? This, the pulp papers. And the guy who came up with the pulp papers that they circulated all these golden age science fiction tales was um, the founder of the Ordo Templi Oriensis. Uh, I forgot his name, Carl Germer or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, L. Ron Hubbard was a, the king of science fiction too. I mean, it's, you know, and they come up with these fake alien UFO religions and stuff, but like that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not going to make the cut for these people. They don't want um, an alien religion. They want the Antichrist, the Maitreya, as, um, as they oftentimes call it, to be the head of this new global religion. Uh, you know, we, and we can, we can dovetail into a million ideas off of that, but that's essentially what all of these occultists for hundreds of years have been preaching, practicing, pursuing. Uh, you know, man, you brought up a really good point earlier just about how, like, these people are basically trying to um, basically create this, re- this ending that, they, that they've been looking for, right? Like, you know, you see that in the Middle East where people are, like, trying to create the end of days because they're so invested in it happening. You see evangelical Christians doing that by any Jew they find, they put on a plane to Israel, like, cause they're just trying to make this end of days happen. Cause they're so invested in it. They put so much into their life that they, uh, they basically um, are trying to make it happen. And that's probably what's going on with all these other occult people. Like they've been following this game plan forever because here's this book that laid it all out and they're doing whatever they can to make it happen. So the end of days happen and the antichrist comes. So I totally. Yeah. They're, they're, and they're trying to appeal to man's uh, more basic sort of programming that we seek to, you know, our survival instincts. We, we want to stay alive. You know, who doesn't want to not die, right? Uh, but they, they want immortality, right? And that's the theme is the perfection of man because, you know, God only took it so far and through the enlightenment, through the wisdom of Lucifer, they can uh, push it further and man be- can become immortal through the ancient wisdom. But the, the uh, you know, the, these techno nerds, they all, they all buy into this idea of, uh, and, and you see this in small chunks, right? Like it's constant, constant improvement and oh you need this technology to make your life so much better and you know technology is great that's how i'm talking to you right now um i'm not saying i'm not some luddite amish guy trying to say don't use technology uh, but i think it has its limitations and clearly that's the case uh your you know your bluetooth disconnects and you can't reconnect the damn thing and you know there's all kinds of examples here but uh, and and that same attitude is what gives you the vaccine idea right uh, since day one of covid it's, it's, it's been, okay, everyone, you know, you're going to have to lock down and wear a mask until we get the vaccine rolled out. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, okay, like, cool. I get that on some levels. Not that I like buying the vaccines work being, uh, you know, in my vaccine analysis I did, I, it was, my conclusion was they're kind of safe and kind of effective, but like the same way a gun is kind of loaded. I'm not going to point it to my head. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but the, the these these guys they believe technology is so great and that's where the idea that vaccines are the fix and and I'm thinking the whole time like you know it's been how many months has this been now you know seven eight months I haven't heard I haven't heard one peep from any leadership roles of okay America you need to stop eating fast food you need to start getting healthy you got to lose ten pounds you know what I mean like there's no there's no talk about that and that's the real key is to get your immune system beefed up and get healthy but they don't want that. 
And, and that's what uh, my man told me because I, because I've been sort of arguing like, Hey, let's not throw the mask out. I altogether, because I don't want the vaccine. If the mask gives me a 5%, 10% reduction in risk, I'm wearing the, that damn thing. Right. I don't want the vaccine. And um, someone made a very good point to me and they were like, yeah, but like, since when did all these powers that be really have your health in mind? And it's 100% true, man. Look at our, our environment is polluted. The air pollution is garbage. The air pollution kills like 80,000 people every year. Some insane amount. And, and we, don't, we don't even make a peep about that. We don't talk about the GMOs and the food. I mean, the, the corporations run this thing. And, uh, you know. No, you're totally right, dude. And, you know, there was a lot to unpack what you just said. First of yeah. all, these tech gods, like... I mean, dude, Burning Man is all about the occult, man, going there and kissing the ring and engaging into these very dark, dark, dark practices that go on to get you, again, to what you talked earlier about the initiation. This is a big part. I mean, the guys who created Google basically came from Burning Man. That's how they were picked. They showed up and they're like, you want a job? They're like, me? Yeah. And boom. And next thing you know, and then they're talking about the old ones and stuff like that. 100%. The vaccine, here's my whole thing. I had it and I don't. And that to me, like, I'll take a vaccine when I'm like, dude, I was walking down the street, 14 people just died on the street. Give me that vaccine. I'll deep throat that fucking, that fucking, (laughs) you know, that needle dude. But I mean, like until that, it's just, it's all about control, man. And here's my whole thing, dude. So much of what's going on is just fear. They just want to scare us because for some reason, it's like what they always say, don't go to bed angry. They, they just feed off this. It just, it's just so deep. And so it's so layered to what they're trying to do. But as we wrap this up, Isaac, because I know you, you don't have much longer and I, you did me a giant favor by coming on. So thank you. What is, and I don't know if this takes away from the book. So if you're, if you, you, if you don't want to answer, I totally understand. Um, what is your, your take on alien are there aliens or is this all what we're kind of talking about this kind of just this mental psyop that's been created over time yeah and, and that's a tough question right and and no I, there's no there's no uh i don't i don't hold anything back from the book like i don't care if you know i, I want people to get it but like if they, i'd rather them have information and try to clarify this thing because it's it's such a bizarre topic right um here's the thing nobody knows right nobody knows what the aliens are are they here? Or are they not? Are there UFOs? Nobody knows. Um, there's clearly not um, a, uh, a very definitive answer to that. But if you ask me, my personal opinion, after researching the occult all these years, uh, there's, there's, several, there's several things I can say I know for sure. Uh, for sure, they pursued contact with these entities from another dimension. For sure, that's happened. And they claim they've done it. Now, do I believe them? Yes, I do. But like, I could see how some people think, oh yeah, these people are just out of their minds. Okay, sure. But I believe that. I, be- I believe they would have given it up by now if they hadn't. And I've done ghost hunting in the past and I've, I've, I've heard these intelligent things come through the EVP recordings that have no explanation whatsoever. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I, I was, um, I've told the story before, but I was, uh, at my girlfriend's house doing an EVP when I first started ghost hunting in 99. And that sounds like a sex position, by the way. <laughs> I was giving my girl the EBP, dog. <laughs> he loves it when I do that. <laughs> and, uh, 
we we got done with the EVP, right? And we're reviewing the thing. <laughs> we, hear, we hear this uh, this voice. It's like, oh, you know, I forget the name. It said the name because we asked, like, you know, who is this? What's your name? You know, and, and it tells me the name. Um, and I, I ask, I'm like, hey, do you know a guy named whatever? And 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 my girlfriend was like, yeah, that's my grandfather that died in the house. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, like this is crazy. And then I had a bunch of weird stuff happen after that. I've had weird apparitions. Um, I've had things whisper in my ear and I stopped messing with all that stuff immediately. I mean, this is, this was before the TV shows about, it. I hooked up with a dude cause I hang out with some weird people sometimes. And, um, with a dude. and, uh, and this dude was into the ghost hunting world. And I said, what the hell are you talking about, dude? And, and he broke it down and I went with him. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I, I, I believe, I believe they've, They've attempted contact with these things for hundreds of years. That's a fact. But they, you believe they exist, though. That's your yeah, belief. Yeah, that there 100%. are entities. 100%. I believe there's entities. I believe that science fiction and entertainment and symbolism and archetypes, they all have an influence on reality by influencing our minds. I believe on some levels, the ideas of the quantum model of the universe, which suggests that we can, in fact, manifest these things. Um, and you know, and I believe that, like I always say, these nerds are going to kill us. These nerds are going to kill us. Elon They're going to kill us, dude. They're going to kill us. And just if I could talk to the women out there, bang a nerd, save humanity. <laughs> That's my whole thing. Bang a nerd, dude. Yeah, dude, if somebody, if somebody had just had sex with like Zuckerberg, there's no Facebook today. It doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. If dude, imagine if Bill Gates got ass, how yeah. much better the world would be. It'd just be Apple. Everybody would have an Apple product. There'd be no yeah. IBM I mean, or no uh, Microsoft. Yeah. It's just like, dude, it just goes back to the most powerful force in our universe is vagina. It's so powerful that there's only <laughs> one thing that could take it down, and that's another vagina. That's how powerful it is. Nothing can – aliens want to bang, bang fucking human ass. If you don't get it, you become Bill Gates and try to give everybody fucking demon fucking vaccines and shit like that. It's very powerful. And that's why women go crazy because with great power comes great responsibility. And it's like having a vagina is like being Gollum with the ring. It's like it's so powerful. It will drive you fucking cuckoo crazy. So, ladies, my point is I respect and love you and I appreciate everything you do. And you shouldn't stare at it for too long, right? That's the other you should stare at it. My precious. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, can I see your precious? Let me see the precious. Um, Isaac Weissip, one of the best to ever do it. One more time, tell them where they can find your book, where they can find your podcast, and any social media you want them to know. About. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows. I support you on Patreon because uh, I love your show. Um, you can get my podcast for free. Uh, it's called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture on all the places. I've got a Patreon where you get bonus stuff, no ads, all that stuff. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash Illuminati Watcher. The book, Aliens, UFOs, and the Occult, Use Your Illusion 1, is now on Amazon. You can uh, pick it up. And my name is Isaac Weishaupt. That's the author name on there. Not my real name, by the way. Um, and I've got signed paperbacks on Gumroad, like bubblegum, gumroad.com backslash Isaac W. I've got the Audible. Uh, I narrated the book, right? And uh, it'll be on Audible. It should be here by uh, the end of October. It should be on there live. Um, and yeah, oh, and if if uh, you want to follow on Instagram, at Isaac Weishop is where I post my nudes and my yoga pant photos and thongs. Uh, you can check all that out. <laughs> it's great, dude. He bleaches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a nice, you got to put that finishing touch on. 
For sure, dude. Uh, Isaac, you're the best of the best. I always appreciate you. I still think you should get on Rockfin because I think you do great on there. And maybe your your, uh, factor drama might be good on there. But the point is, you're great. I always appreciate you coming on. I just, is your woman into all this as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Thank God. Not as as deep and not at at first, but um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got a good support system over here. Well, you're the best, dude. I appreciate you. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Swarm, I love you very much. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you, Xavier Guerrero, and your new cool haircut. Okay? Appreciate you guys a lot. Guys, thanks so much, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for the support. We we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mic. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.